Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease and Childhood. Welcome to the December Atoms. This month is going to be a monologue and I've chosen a, a slightly unusual angle as a lens through which to look at this month's papers. So it's novelty, I suppose, is the underpinning theme. Let's go back a few years. Let's go back, in fact, to 1968, the Mexico Olympics. So the Games were deliberately moved forward to the autumn to avoid the blistering July heat. The Olympics could only be described, despite that, as gold medal sultry. Add to this the altitude, advantageous only for the short sprints, where the reduced air resistance gave an edge. In the longer events, the lactic acid build-up proved such a hindrance that any hopes of records were quickly banished. The men's high jump final was expected to be the usual contest between the best of the straddlers. This was the time-honoured technique requiring a rather complicated 180-degree turn around the bar just at the time it was crossed. Ungainly, but um, seemingly effective, and the vast majority of jumpers used it. Those that didn't were scissorists, an even more complicated approach. The unheralded Dick Fosbury arrived quietly behind the scenes for the competition. His completely novel technique across the athletics community's radar, no one took him seriously. He did, though. He'd spent years working on reimagining and refining his style, the flop, first humoured by and then encouraged by his coaches. Outside his inner circle, this was simply a five-minute phenomenon, one for the annals of quirky sporting moments than revolution. Wrong, spectacularly wrong. One by one, his straddling counterparts hit, missed and failed to match his fantastic leaps. The rostrum was his. The new technique was embraced. The athletics world changed as a result, and as a result of his guts and imagination. Forever. We published data in the recent past about the use of adjunctive pulsus paradoxus estimation in acute asthma as a severity predictor. David Vertam and colleagues in Brighton developed this concept by testing a standard pulse oximeter enhanced by adapted software, measuring both a notoriously observer-dependent respiratory rate and degree of pulsus paradoxus against the yardstick plethysmography. Aside from a modest degree of artefact, the tool performed well, both technically and predictively, a step forward in refining what is usually, let's be honest, a fairly crude barometer of severity, oxygen saturation, heart rate and gut feeling. We know that illness scores, including pews, and many of you will be familiar with the EPOC trial, are at best vague approximations, and on a good day, only modest predictors of outcome. This refinement is therefore really welcome. So as someone who's had major neurology events related to migraine, I think I could probably be a bit more adventurous when it comes to the advice I offer children with the same problem. I knew of some alternatives to the standard fare, the topiramate or beta blocker or pisotophen approach, but Neron Lowe and colleagues' review article completely opened or reopened my eyes, though many examples are still adults only tested and though there's often a placebo effect and a source uh, of type 2 error there's a whole new world out there complete as one would expect with its own monoclonal antibody treatment. You know the drill an unremarkable afternoon general clinic winds to a close quite pleasantly but unmemorably.
soft drizzle smears the window panes. The tailender, who for once shows up, a 15-year-old asthmatic, seen as often in ED as in outpatients. She's garnered a reputation as a habitual non-complier. The aroma of her coat pointing to triggers she, so far, has bashfully denied. Just before she arrives, her bus running late, the ADC online first mail reaches you. The study by Wen Yi Li and colleagues in Zhejiang, China, catches the corner of your peripheral vision. Her bus is running late. You have time to read it before she arrives. Your curiosity is aroused. Gusto quickly follows. In short, this systematic review has to be the final word in the value of asthma education and outcome. Interventions both individually and pulled consistently in the same protective direction. Effect sizes for ED visits, hospitalizations, outpatient visits, all in the region of pooled odds ratios around 0.4 to 0.6, all significant. Fired by your newfound energy, you spend a full hour with her, reintroduce her to the asthma nurse, show her the smoking video, data on e-cigarettes, teach her to take her own peak flows, check an exhaled nitric oxide and check her eosinophil count, give her a tailored exercise program and check her inhaler technique. It feels as if something has moved forward. It wasn't that long ago that standard treatment for immune thrombocytopenic purpura involved one to two weeks of inpatient bed rest, high-dose steroids and often platelet transfusions. This wasn't that long ago. Sometime around the turn of the millennium, though, common sense regained a foothold. The less is more aphorism popular at the time, or in the late 90s at least, quite a good fit. Suddenly it seemed perfectly reasonable to discharge a child with close to zero platelets on the count, provided they are well and were not bleeding, rather than inflict a hospital prison sentence on them. In the intervening years, selective IVIG treatment became popular, to some extent riding the fall from favour of steroids. Deanna Edwards and colleagues in Manchester assessed the predictive value of long-duration epistaxis for severe bleeding in the long term using the national long-standing ITP database. Only those who had bled for more than 30 minutes were at greater risk for chronic severe bleeding or falls in haemoglobin. Maybe not surprising, but even the expected needs to be shown once, and as a masterpiece in restraint, this is pretty much peerless. I hope that whets your appetite for this issue. Of course, there's much more on adc.bmj.com. Be sure to check out the podcast on your favourite device and see you again in the new year. Thanks for now. Bye. <laughs>